footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cave. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales, dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares and favorite storytelling podcast, Dark Softly Tales. I'm your host, Mav, and here we are, folks, at the last part of The China Doll. If you are just tuning into the show... Go back and listen to episodes one and two of this three-part series. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back and for your support. A fun little history lesson. The Empress Wu was indeed the first and only female empress in China, reigning from 625 to 705 AD. Her ideas and dreams of what she wanted are inspiring. Empress Wu dreamed to reign the empire like a loving mother caring for her children. She lowered taxes and raised agriculture production, and ultimately the country thrived. However, how the empress rose to power is chilling and pretty ruthless. She left a trail of blood, murder, family members, and ultimately even the emperor in her wake. One contemporary at the time summed her up with the words, with a heart like a serpent and a nature that of a wolf. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a danger darling to me. But that's another story. So let's get back to ours. Without much ado, here is the third and final part of The China Doll. Take my hand. And hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Sable awoke to frantic scratching down the hall and her mother's screaming. When she rushed out of the room, the first thing she saw was blood. Her mother was on her knees in a nightdress in the hallway, crying as she rocked a silent, bloody baby, Jeffrey, in her arms. There were police sirens in the driveway, and then loud knocks on the door. Sable walked toward her mother. It felt like slow motion. She willed her feet to move faster, but they only moved slower, carrying her into the hallway. She reached for her mother. But then the police were there in scary black clothes and flashlights. They swept about her mother, barking orders. And then they were picking up Sable, wrapping her in a blanket, carrying her down the hallway to the living room, where they set her down by the bookcase. She was too shocked to cry, but she could feel the tears slide down her cheeks, the tremble of her lips as the men in black clothes asked her questions. Sable avoided eye contact with the scary men, I glanced up at the china doll. The box was gone, and the doll stood against her pole, her face tilted down at Sable. She held a finger to her lips. Shh. Sable's stomach fluttered when she noticed a smear of blood on the china doll's cheek. She suddenly stood, 
The police officer went to grab her, but she dodged his hands, dove between his legs, and ran straight to her mother in the kitchen. Her mother opened her arms and held her, and they both cried as a siren blared outside and the scary men kept asking questions. Nighttime again. Sable nestled against her mother on the couch, mother's arm protectively drawn over her. She stared into the soft-looking flames of the fire, wishing the same thing as her mother. They wished Daddy was here. Sable glanced at the china doll in the bookcase. She hadn't moved all day, but stayed in the same position with her finger pressed against her lips. Sable said, I put her in the box. Her mother's voice was faint and far away. Last night, I took her out in case your dad came home. Her voice drew tearful again. I didn't want him to see it put away and think you didn't like it. She began to cry again, only to quiet into exhaustion. Sable felt butterflies flutter in her tummy, and suddenly she knew that it wasn't a rat who had done that to Jeffrey. It was the China doll. She had the urge to look at the doll again, but resisted, squeezing her eyes shut. They were safe. As long as she and Mother were in the living room together with the police officers around them, they were safe. Occasionally, Sable felt her mother's chest tighten as she quietly sobbed into Sable's hair. Two police officers sat in the kitchen, talking about YouTube videos of a screaming goat. They both laughed. The radio said something, and Sable heard one of them get up and walk into the living room. Ma'am? Mother and Sable both looked up from the fire. Mother sat up, bringing Sable with her, making sure to keep one arm around her. Yes? she asked. The police officer told her the news, and she hugged Sable, crying. Sable hugged her back. Daddy would be here in the morning, a whole two days early because of the tragedy. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Sable opened her eyes. Her mouth trembled. It trembled because she had heard this noise before, and she knew what it meant. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Sable laid in her own bed now. The door was open just a smidgen. She slid out of the blankets and tiptoed softly on the carpet. Sable had just placed her eye to the opening when she saw a tiny shadow run from the hall and into her mother's room. Its tiny ivory hand catching at the edge of the door, crimson nails clawing the surface as she disappeared into the darkness of her mother's room. Sable felt the tremble expand from her core outwards. Every limb shook and shivered uncontrollably. She opened her mouth to scream, to call out, but her mother's screams cut her off. The two officers were in the hall with their guns drawn. One shoved Sable into her room and shut the door. Sable heard them kick in her mother's door and begin to fire their guns. Daddy came home early, but it was too late. After the memorial, they went back home. Daddy yanked down the yellow tape off the front door, never minding the fancy suit he was in, and they walked inside. It smelled bad, like rotten fish. Sable put her coat sleeve over her nose as he picked her up. She wrapped her arms around his neck and he carried her into the living room. Daddy glanced around. Sable knew what he was looking for, so she pointed at it. The china doll posed on the bookcase just off to the left of the stand. 
One delicate hand was drawn above her head, the other held behind her back. She stood on tiptoe as if in dance. Her red dress floated around her, lighter than air. Her face beamed, dark eyes gloating as if she had accomplished something that she was very proud of. Sable could hear the tremble in Daddy's voice when he asked in his quiet, gentle manner, Where's the box? Sable pointed, and Daddy set her down. She reached for the box on the bottom shelf. He took it, removed the lid, and when he did, the note he had written to Sable fell to the carpet. He picked up the china doll and roughly slammed her into the box. I tossed in Daddy's note before he slipped the lid on top. He grasped the edge of the bookshelf and shook. Sable sensed he was about to cry, so she patted his back, just as Mother used to do for her when Sable would cry. And when Daddy's fancy hat fell to the floor, Sable picked it up. He whispered, It's just a doll. Sable whispered so the doll wouldn't hear. It's alive, Daddy. I saw it go into Mommy's room. Daddy turned and looked at Sable, his eyes wide and dark. He nodded. I believe you. He picked up the ancient box with both of his hands, as if the simple box were a ferocious beast, and still holding his fancy hat, Sable followed him out the front door. They walked under gray clouds and over wet grass to the old shed. Sable hadn't seen her mother after the incident. She hoped they had not flushed her body to the afterlife. She was afraid if there was an afterlife, her mother would come back with torn, meaty flesh and hollowed-out eyes and want to chop her up for stew. Daddy nailed the box shut. Four nails on the short sides of the box, eight nails on the long sides. He turned to Sable, a question in his eyes. Is this enough to keep her in? Sable glanced around the shed, scrunching her face, thinking... A long, empty toolbox beneath some shelves caught her eye. She pointed. Daddy immediately knew what Sable was thinking. He knelt, placing the wooden box inside the larger steel toolbox. Then he closed the lid and put a heavy lock on the latch. Daddy looked up at Sable. She nodded and then replaced the fancy hat back on his head. He stood and picked up the toolbox with one hand and held her hand with the other. She knew where they were going without having to ask. They drove four hours to the beach. The sun was sinking into the ashy clouds when they arrived, and the tide was all the way out. A few gulls cried when knocking empty shells over in the sand. Daddy sat Sable in the pickup bed, and she watched him walk out into the wet sand, carrying the heavy toolbox with him. When he finally reached the water, the clouds had lifted some, the setting sun cast a bloody glare over the sky, reflecting off the water. Sable shivered and crossed her arms over her chest. She thought of the warmth of her mother's arms, the smell of her hair, the gentle expression in her eyes. The wish suddenly came to her before the toolbox left her father's hands. I wish Mommy came back. She clasped her hands over her mouth as if she had spoken the wish out loud. She tried to unthink it, unwish it, but she couldn't. Even from here, Sable sensed the china doll stir, raise her sharp, gleaming fingernails to the wood of the box, and begin to claw. She closed her eyes and could hear it. Scratch, scratch, scratch. 
The splash was loud when the toolbox hit the water. Sable hoped with all her heart that the sea would catch up with the toolbox in its cold, frothy arms and whisk it away. She prayed that she and Daddy would drive far enough away, so far that her wish couldn't, wouldn't come true. Sable tried to erase it from her mind when her daddy came trotting back over the sand. He hugged her, put her in the front seat of the pickup, and they drove off to the bloody sunset. She asked him, Did the doll really bring luck to the Empress Wu? Her daddy was very silent before answering. Do you know how she became Empress? Sable shook her head. He said, All her brothers were murdered in their sleep. Sable turned and looked at him, feeling even more dread in her heart. Daddy said, But I don't want you to worry about that. I told you because I want you to know that I believe you. I believe what you saw, and it's gone now. The doll is gone, and... He hesitated. Dead. He reached over and squeezed Sable's hand, but she knew it was alive in the box scratching, clawing, scraping at the wood, and then she would get to work on the metal, determined to make Sable's wish come true. The china doll may not make her way out tonight, or tomorrow, but she would. And when she did, Sable wondered who would find her first, the china doll or her dead mother. Sable closed her eyes and made one last wish. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you've enjoyed today's story and want to know more, check out Mavs's website at darksoftlytales.com and click on the podcast tab. Like Mav on Twitter at darksoftlytales or join her Facebook page at Mavsky. Please remember to follow and leave a review on iTunes to keep the podcast going and growing.